Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. So glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our main website. And you can follow me at Facebook.com slash Clark Howard. Coming up later, I want to talk about something so important about TV now that people are streaming. Are you a lawbreaker when you share a streaming account with someone? I have interesting news for you. And once you know there is a hot scam right now that I'm going to talk about in just a little while targeting you if you are an Amazon Prime member, I'm going to tell you what you need to know about that in today's Clark Rageous Moment. I want to talk about our kids, if you have kids. You know, most of us never, ever talk about money with our kids. Never. I don't know how we think our kids are going to learn good money habits, good ways to handle money. But we as parents, even if we're not handling money well ourselves, it's important that we communicate with our kids about money and whatever information's age appropriate. Now you can imagine with what I do for a living, my kids have been immersed in conversations about money since um, they were extremely young. And the big thing, I don't want them to ever worship money. Never. But there are things about money you need to understand. And I think about something really cynical with the big banks that all have supposed education for kids is that everything they're pushing is spending money getting uh, plastic cards of various kinds in kids hands turning them into spenders and not doing what they should be doing well it's not in their interest their banks which is getting in a child's mind as early as possible that money is not for the purpose of spending that money is for the purpose of creating financial security and you spend on things but you never sacrifice the financial security so i'm really excited about an app that i've talked about in the past for you as an adult to start investing from very small sums of money called stash it's an app you download to an iphone or android stash now has an account for minor children so it's a custodial account where your kids can learn the fundamentals of investing make their own investing choices the stash account is 12 dollars a year to have and then kids are able to buy investments as they wish and learn the fundamentals of investing with real money but it doesn't have to be a lot of money 
but a kid's able to because you can't really learn it with simulations or exercises when you're actually putting real money actively to work that's where a kid can really learn and particularly with a teenager who has a part-time job or a summer job if they're putting money stashing it away in a stash account they're learning the principles of saving and investing very quickly and they have control which is so great well they can't spend the money while they're a kid but you can give them control over the app in building their investment portfolio love that again it's the stash app and if you want to see a website explanation about how the custodial accounts work go to stashinvest.com todd is with us on the clark howard show hi todd how are you doing, Clark? Honored to speak with you. Well, it's great to have you here, Todd. You got a question for me about making sure you got the best credit score ever. Yeah, I uh, got a letter from a credit card that hasn't been used in, in quite a while with with a zero balance, and they said they were going to they were going to uh, drop my account, you know, uh, delete my account due to inactivity. Would it be wise for me to make a one time? one-time purchase to keep the account open for another another number of years and yes. pay it off and let it sit. Yes. It, will they give you that option or if they is it done? They say yeah. you didn't use it so you're fired. No, they gave me uh, they gave me a drop dead date. So and, go uh, use that card. Any card you have if you want to make sure you have the highest possible credit score, use a card twice a year. It can be for Okay. $5 somewhere. Just use the card twice a year, pay the bill, and then let the card sit the rest of the time, and it keeps it active in your credit mix, and it will also mean that they'll likely leave you alone and let you keep that account open. So with credit, if you look at the factors that give you a good credit reputation or a bad one, there are two factors that account for two-thirds, approximately, of your credit score. One is that you pay every bill you have every single month on time. Even one missed late payment can eat you up for a while. And then the second factor is one that is so misunderstood. Just a little less than a third of your credit score is determined by how much of your available credit you're using. So how many cards do you have? I have uh, two cards. Ooh, it, would be, it would be brutal for you if you lost one of them. Okay. Because the way they handle that roughly third of your credit score is they take that credit limit on your two cards and then look at what you charge in a month and develop a ratio. And if you are using too high a percent of the available credit, then your credit score takes a huge dive. So when you have two cards, if you have one of them canceled, all that credit that you had available that helped you maintain a good credit score totally changes. And then you've only got the credit limit from that one card to rely on. So making sure you keep both of those cards going is really good and important. How much of your credit do you use on the other card? 
on the other card. Yeah. Uh, I use it. I use it only for gasoline because you had talked about having using a debit card, and they could they could be draining your account while you're filling your tank. Okay, so, so you I, so I, you don't like using credit cards, but you have them. I have them. Right. So then you're going to have potentially an extremely high credit score. Have you checked to see what yours is? Um, not lately, but uh, I, when I purchased purchased my most recent house, uh, both mine and my wife's, the the, uh, the lender said our our credit scores were were very good. Okay, so you can you can see them pretty easily from most credit card companies. They either provide your score for you for free on your um, on your statement. Or if you sign into their website, you'll see your score. But if you have two credit card issuers that don't give you your score, for, and it's free when they do this, you can sign up for a credit scoring service that'll be free, like Credit Sesame or Credit Karma. And they're completely okay. free to use, and you'll see anytime you want, as often as you want, you'll be able to see your up-to-the-minute credit score and see... And they'll also guide you on what things you'd need to do to boost those scores. Jeremy joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Jeremy. Thank you, Mr. Howard. How are you? Great, thank you. But you violated a very important rule of our show. Do you know what that is? Yes, but my parents taught me to respect. Okay, well, I, I feel plenty respected if you just call me Clark, okay? Thank you, Clark. So, Jeremy, how can I serve you? I recently heard of a company on your show that does, I'm not sure if it was low-cost investing or free investment, and I tried to download their app and create an account with them, and the next day they sent me an email telling me I had to sell my credit. I'm scoring an 829 right now, and I do not like selling it for almost anything. Understood. Uh, which, which app did you download? Robinhood. Okay, so Robinhood is free stock trading. And when you when you open up pretty much any investment account or today any bank account, there is a federal law that requires that the financial institution uh, do what they call know thy customer. And so they generally do it by running a soft hit credit check on you. And so you do have to, and they should tell you, does Robinhood tell you which credit bureau you need to thaw? Yes, they did tell me which one, but they did not tell me if it was a hard hit or a soft hit. Um, it would, that would be a soft hit, as, as far as I know, because you're not asking for an application for credit. If you, were to, um, if you were to open an account with a brokerage where you were opening what's known as a margin account where you could borrow money from the brokerage, that, in my understanding, would be a hard hit. But an inquiry just to establish identity is a soft hit. Oh, okay. And okay. producer Joel has just confirmed that a Robin Hood poll is a soft hit. How did you do that okay. so quick, Joel? I'm impressed. I looked and couldn't find it. So if you, well, I mean, he does this every day, all day long, and tells me what to think and say, along, along with Kim, so... But anyway, you're going to love having the Robinhood account. And it'll be worth okay, you good. temporarily thawing that one report 
so they can verify your identity and proceed with the account. You can trade stocks at will, free of any commission, and you can own as many as you wish or as few as you wish. It's the okay, only good. it's the only time, Jeremy, because there have been many attempts over the years to offer free stock trades. This is the only one that's ever stuck. So they're doing something right, whatever that is. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time. Sure, and I hope you enjoy using the app. And Nate is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Nate, you have a question about credit reports. Yes, uh, my question is I was trying to do a check uh, for my son and and the purchase that he was wanting to do, but everywhere I go, you have to register. He wants your credit card number, and I guess you could cancel. I don't all that aggravation. I thought there might be a simple place, maybe a government uh, site that they allow you once a year free access to get a report and score. So, okay, let's talk about both the report and score. Discover Card has a thing where you can get a score for free without any effect on your credit, and there's no strings attached. You don't have to have a Discover Card or anything like that. Yeah, that was my next question. And so I think they do it as a way to get Discover Card in people's heads and hope that you will eventually apply for a Discover Card. They have a special website Mm -hmm. for it. That's creditscorecard.com. Creditscorecard.com? Creditscorecard.com. Now, you probably heard me mention in the past Credit Karma and Credit Sesame. So you can sign um, up for these, and you'll be able to see not just uh, your scores, but you'll also be able to see with Credit Karma your credit report whenever you want for free okay among other things that they offer Mm -hmm. so you know you don't have to give anybody your credit card number you don't want to do that anybody who says hey trust us we're going to give you a free report or score but we need your credit card you're one step away from them running up a bill on you probably for some kind of ultra high price monthly subscription service First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia, identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks, and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. I've heard all through the years that people who come up with ways to rip other people off are usually clever enough that if they would just do something legit, they would do fine and not hurt other people. I'm about to hit you with an example of that that is targeting Amazon customers. Scams, ripoffs, outrages. It's a Clark Regis moment. So criminals have been manipulating searches that you might do on Google or any other search engine with fake listings that pop up when you type in under a search Amazon customer service. And so what will pop up are a lot of phone numbers 
that are not to Amazon. They're actually to crooks. And when they answer the phone, they sound very much like talking with somebody at Amazon. According to CBS News, they're able, before they're done with you, to have gotten all kinds of information from you, such as bank account information, credit card information, and to know this, that as Amazon has always pushed you to do, if you are having a customer service issue with Amazon, the best way to communicate with them is with an online chat right through the website. But on Amazon's website, if you click on customer service and contact us, you will see the number to be able to call in to Amazon. But this is an easy way for criminals to be able to take advantage of you, and I don't want you to fall for it. I don't want you to get taken. This is the same kind of thing as with any fake email you receive that pretends that there's a problem with whatever account they'll have a logo for that you need to contact customer service. They have a number in those emails. Same kind of idea. You call the number. You think you're talking to real customer service at the organization that sent you the email, but they're phony balonies. The email is not from the real organization. So never in any email click and call the number listed in it. Always go to the website of the organization and call them from the number you see on their website. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. I'm so glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where you learn ways to keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our main web address, and ClarkDeals.com. You ever been to Clark Deals? Well, I hope you check that destination out, because it's where we list deals that you can check out through the day. We don't list like a catalog, deal after deal after deal. We look for deals that won't waste your time, that we believe are really good ways for you when you're looking for something, a product or service, to save money. Speaking of saving money, one thing a lot of people do is they share a stream, whether it's Netflix or any streaming service. Instead of each person having their own account, they share one. And a lot of people do this with various streaming services. They do it with the streams available from the cable companies or the satellite providers that in addition to the service they offer, they offer you a typically a streaming service as well. I had a call recently from someone who asked me specifically, I don't know if you heard this call or not, was it okay for them to share a Netflix account with a friend? And Netflix has long allowed that. They don't market it. They don't talk about it a lot. But Netflix's position has been that they don't decide who is in a household. That they just they just say, hey, you know, you got 
under the Netflix account you have, you're allowed to stream one program at a time or two or whatever, and the price adjusts up based on how many streams can be going at a time, and so they don't decide what's okay or what's not. Well, an enterprising reporter with the Washington Post went out and talked to the various um, services that you might have a stream from and asked them directly something they didn't want to be asked. Was it okay to share your account with someone? Amazon Prime allows the Prime Instant Video to be shared with another person in what's called your Amazon household. You decide who's in your household. It better be somebody you really trust in the Amazon case because they're going to have access to your Amazon purchasing account as well. So don't take lightly allowing somebody to share your instant video stream. DirecTV allows people to do so. They say use the services responsibly but they let you decide what responsible is. Good for them. And Dish Network and Sling, you know, that's the same company. They also allow you to do so. They're not worried about who's using the account. With Sling.com, you're limited based on their agreement with a channel to watching one stream at a time or three streams at a time. And they don't care who or where if you're looking at, I guess they're blue channels that allow three streams, orange allow one. If you're watching a three-stream channel and you got three different people watching different things, they don't care who's doing that. Others, well, it's a different thing. Charter says, quote, they believe that password sharing is a copyright infringement. And the cable company Cox says the intended use of the services for members of the subscribing household, we would not encourage other uses. So neither of them, well, Charter's being a little more aggressive with it. Cox is, is just saying, we'd prefer that you not, basically. Hulu with live TV says intended for use by a single household and subscriptions can't be shared. YouTube says Subscription can be shared by a family group, but members should be in the same household. So it sounds like everybody pretty much is, other than Hulu and the folks at Charter, saying, yeah, well, you know, this is, this is what we say, but nobody's saying you're going to jail for sharing it. And I think the the decisions of somebody like Netflix and Sling clearly point to the path in the future, that you will have a certain number of streams you're allowed to have going on simultaneously, and it's a built-in protection for them in the marketplace if they say, that's it. You can be, have one person watching this, three people watching the different things, and so they've set the cap and they're not going to be peering into your household to see if the person watching this show or that show is in the same house or somewhere else so i know people have wondered if it's stealing 
And if you read these statements from these various streaming services, it is not that at all. Michael is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Michael. Oh, hello, uh, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Gosh, you got a tough thing going on. Yeah, I guess you could say that. (laughs) I guess you could say that. Fill me in if you could, okay? Okay, well, I'm not doing bad. I was diagnosed a year ago with terminal kidney cancer. I am so so sorry. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. And what what are the prospects in terms of longevity? What are you being told? Uh, yesterday we got news that it's not good. I am so sorry. Tumors are growing, but there, we have a lot of good medicine now, which prolongs life. It doesn't cure the when you get on stage four, so it doesn't cure it, but it prolongs life. So we still have some time left, maybe, but it's hard to say right now. You know, uh, you're inspiring to people listening because. You're so upbeat in what is a terrible situation for you and your family. Well, I guess, thank you. It is tough. It's tough, but um, I have downtimes, but you have to try to be positive and, and optimistic, of course, and live life to the fullest. We've been traveling and trying to enjoy, you know, enjoy our family and our life. So it's been good. It's been good. Well, how may I, may I serve you in this terrible predicament you're in? Well, again, I've, you know, I've been worried from day one about my wife, my family, and my wife in particular about her financial future. And um, she's not as sophisticated as maybe she should be, uh, no offense to her on uh, financial issues. And I want to make sure she's left in a decent position. I need, to don't, I need to make sure I'm doing what I need to be doing. Have you as as written a document that explains various financial issues that she will face so that she has that to refer to? Good, good point. I'm, I've started that. I've started that with passwords, et cetera, et cetera, yes. Beyond that, I, I think you need to okay. get into dig deep and explain. If, you're, if the stuff comes kind of automatically to you and it's mm-hmm. not automatic for her, uh, write in great detail if you need to about uh, different accounts you have, how they work, what the purpose of them is, um, if there's a spend down issue, you know what would be an acceptable rate to spend down from accounts. Uh, you should state that. I mean, be be as thorough as you can imagine mm-hmm. to provide the information to her when she needs it. And depending on the dynamic of your relationship and her comfort with it. Once you've finished the document, it would be great if she was willing to sit down with you and go over it while you're still able to give her explanation of things that may have sounded really clear to you writing them, but may not be clear to her reading them. Mm-hmm. Okay. But doing good. that before you pass away would be very valuable to her. Okay, good, good. Uh, anything special as far as a will or power of attorney? I've done both. If you've uh, done those, when um, when was the will prepared? Did you do that yourself, or did you hire a lawyer to do with it? With a, a, a attorney friend of mine, just after I was diagnosed. Okay, that's great. Yeah. I would look. I would read through it. How long has it been since your initial diagnosis? About a year. All right, a year's enough time that I would like for you to sit down and read that will and see if there are um, things in there that you felt a year ago in the initial reaction to your cancer diagnosis, if there's things in there that you want to change 
while you can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you've done the you've done the durable power of attorney for health care. Yes. Okay. And have you and your wife talked through um, as you get to later stages what care palliative whatever you want at that time if you're not able to express your own wishes at some point? Yes, we have. Maybe we need to do that a little bit further. But. I would put that on your list because right. that's an uncomfortable conversation right. for both of you, mm-hmm. but it's one that's really valuable because you'll, you know, you need to think through what you really want in later stages, especially if you're in a position where you can't communicate for yourself so that she can honor your wishes and it removes, uh, you know, doubt and self-doubt for her. Okay. Okay. What about uh, accounts? Do you have four hundred one k investment account? That kind of stuff. Exactly. I wanted to ask you what we sh- what she should do with the four hundred one k money. Have you designated her as beneficiary yes. in your four hundred one k plan? Yes. Okay. So she will get um, after your passing. She'll get a, a notification if they're aware, or she will notify them that you have um, passed on, and they will offer her the ability to move the money into her own IRA. Which she doesn't have. Well, she could. you can establish those in like five minutes. Okay. And I would like for her to go to one of the low-cost companies. Can I ask how old your wife is? Yeah, we have, we're both 58. Okay. And we have, can I mention the company? Do you want me to? It's one of the major... Sure, go right ahead. Fidelity. Okay, so Fidelity would be just fine okay. for the money to migrate to an IRA at Fidelity. It's in there now. Most of it's in there. And um, the uh, advisor we have says he's a CFP, and he's willing to meet with us to discuss what we should do once I go. And, so sense? the advisor is an employee of Fidelity? Yes, sir. Okay. He's a CFP. So is that... All right, so... Uh, Fidelity does not act as a fiduciary for uh-huh. your for your wife's interest, but they are a reputable firm. Right, right. And, but the overall picture that she'll face, I think it would be really useful since she uh, isn't as knowledgeable about this area as you. I think it would be really useful for her to sit down with a fee-only person mm-hmm. who can look at her overall picture and recommend to her a plan of how she should deal with the money. Okay. And she could hire someone to advise her over time or hire someone just for advice uh, after, you know, when she's ready to sit down and discuss it and look at the picture and give her guidance. Because you don't want to look at things, particularly if you're not knowledgeable about money, Mm -hmm. you don't want to look at things in isolation. This account, that account this other account, you really want to look at the overall picture. Okay, okay. Uh, finally, uh, Social Security, I understand she can claim mine when she turns 60? So I'm not, uh, I don't want to fake it and okay. give you information about Social Security. I don't feel knowledgeable enough to okay. advise on that. Okay, okay. But and do you have minor children, or are they grown or no grown, kids? Grown, grown. Okay. Yeah. All right, because there's a Social Security angle if they were minor no, children. No, they're grown, yeah. Yeah. Thank the Lord. So, um, so okay. 
Well, I appreciate your advice. Anything else you can think of? Um, I just want you to know that my heart reaches out to you, and I'm really, really sorry about what you're facing with the kidney cancer. I appreciate that. And it is I, what it is, and we're dealing with it. But thank you, thank you, Clark. And I, I wish the best it. to your wife and your adult children. And if I, if anything else occurs to me, Michael, that I've that I'm later, I'm going to say, why didn't I mention this to Michael? I'm going to make sure we get back in touch with you. Fantastic. I appreciate your time, Clark. All right. Best to you. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Carl is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Carl. Hi, Clark. How are you today? Great. Thank you, Carl. I understand you have a special warning for your fellow listener. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct, Clark. All right. Well, have before we I several? do so, if you're going to give a, a scam alert of some kind, do you want me to hit one of our fun sounders for you? Yeah, that would be great. Thank you. All right. Bad alert. Bad alert. All right. What you got? Well, uh, a week ago, I received several calls from an out-of-state number and a voicemail. And uh, this particular uh, potential scam, I just want to make sure our, our other listeners are aware of it. Um, basically, they told me that there was a non-bailable arrest warrant under my name. And so before we move forward with legal action, that to contact them as soon as possible. And did you take the bait and call them or did you avoid doing so no this one stunk pretty bad and i didn't bother calling them back okay so the way this works is when someone calls them they sound very much you can't quite tell who they who they are they may claim to be from a sheriff's department they may claim to be an officer of the court or any of a number of things they may even say they're with the irs and they will tell you whatever tall tale they're telling you. They sound very, very official. And they'll say the way to avoid arrest is to pay them money. Yes, of course. And it will often be either a wire transfer or they'll tell you to go to a store and buy some form of um, purchase card that will have like a secret code on it and you give them the secret code and then they're able to spend that money and people are being taken for often right around two thousand dollars in these scams and do you have two thousand dollars to waste i don't nope so i appreciate you calling i i was i thought you were going to tell me that you had talked to them and uh, and heard their pitch, but I'm glad you just have deleted them. Have the calls slowed down yet or stopped? I have not received a subsequent call since last week. Okay, because what happens if they realize they don't have a hot prospect there that's going to respond and be frightened and 
be pushed into giving the crooks money that they just go on to the next potential victim and you aren't going to let them make you a victim. Good for you, Carl. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. I appreciate you spending part of your day with us here on The Clark Howard Show. I want you to know that if you need consumer advice, we're here to serve you off-air for free, nine hours a day. If you go to Clark.com and go down the home screen, you'll see a section, Consumer Help and Tools. Click on Consumer Action Center, and you can get that free off-the-air advice.